0: Let's visit the destroyed academy. Liberal student claims access to the outdoors is a form of white supremacy. Oh! A student at Claremont College recently claimed that the outdoors is a form of white supremacy. Do you love the great outdoors? I love the great outdoors. Do you find nature comfortable and relaxing?
1: Yes! Well, if you do, it's probably because you're white. Oh! Well, what do, what do black people feel when they go out into the great outdoors? Uh, they must feel oppressed. I don't
0: I've seen black people outside before. They look pretty happy. Have you ever seen a black person outside? Yes. I did once, I think.
1: I think I did. it was I think, from far away
0: because yeah, I couldn't you know tell. we were on
1: the other side where right. all the ivy Or the ivy, sun was shining. Right, right. Yeah, yeah where everything was good. What in, is that? In a
0: recent op-ed in a student-run newspaper, Malcolm McCann claimed that non-white people are excluded from the outdoors because of white supremacy.
1: I swear I've seen a black person outside. I think if you go to Minnehaha Park. No, I think it was during, maybe it was a baseball game. Oh, maybe that was it. They weren't really outside, it was at a baseball game.
0: Due to the predominance of whiteness in the outdoors, people of color have been denied access to the outdoors, according (laughs) to this fruitcake. (laughs) McCann seems to take issue with outdoor programs at Claremont, which is a conglomerate of five colleges known as the Five C's. Those programs, McCann argued, are the most funded on campus yet are saturated with white supremacy. McCann admitted the clubs are open for all people, no matter of color, but not everyone feels safe to attend. The discomfort is, the the word safe. uh, What does that mean? It's approaching Foghornable status, isn't it? it? It, it, it. what do you say from it only you must be safe from it must be from some emotional wounding. Mm. This discomfort is unfortunately caused by existing racial boundaries, according to this knucklehead. He added historically white people in imperialist conquests have appropriated land as their own. North America rightful, rightfully belonged to the indigenous communities, yet it has been taken away from them. Consequently, a false sense of ownership of nature permeates white America. McCann then goes on to take issue with the image of modern outdoor enthusiasts, which he claimed is of white men. I didn't, I didn't know that. The image of the outdoorsy individual is an exclusive classification that gives white people the authority to venture into the outdoors freely, leaving people of color behind. McCann wrote, but there aren't just racial barriers that prevent non-white people from stepping outside. This guy's power washing the world. This, this guy is power washing a park or a streetscape or a sidewalk. The guy's power washing the outside. But there aren't just racial barriers that prevent non-white people from stepping outside, McCann said, but also financial barriers. Only people with economic privilege can participate in outdoor activities and understand obscure outdoor lingo. What? What in God's name is that's happening a, to
1: people? That's an ins that's an insult. Not to white people, to minorities.
0: According to McCann, the solutions include affirming that nature belongs to all humans, not just white ones. I've I've I've, I've never really uh, where, where is I've the never contract? Really thought that I have any ownership right. at all.
1: Where is the contract that says that?
0: The image of the outdoor enthusiast should not belong to just white people. Again, I think I've seen a black person outside. White people should exert caution to not dominate ownership of the word outdoorsy. I don't use Mm -hmm. the word outdoorsy. Outdoor clubs on college campuses should work to increase accessibility and help people learn the skills they will need. Well, you have to turn the doorknob. Right. That's maybe your right hand. Right right or left. Well, your right hand. Let's say your right hand. Okay. Are you ambidextrous? Yes. Then you can do it with either hand. Okay. but Let's go with the right hand. Yep. Put your right hand on the doorknob. Yep. And you turn it to the right until you hear a click. That's all you have to do? Yep. And then the door will open and then you're outside. What if you're black? How do you, how does that work? Oftentimes that door will be locked and you'll be stuck inside. Oh, then you're,
1: hey, I, you know, I'm trying to get outside. I well, can't let you out. Right. You're black. Right. <laughs> and here's the door to the great outdoors being opened. Are they outside now? It's a big door. Hey, you guys outside?
0: Hello? Yeah, they're trying to get back in. Friendship can act as a portal to the wilderness for those who have historically been denied the privilege of comfort, McCann concluded. How I can would you? take this guy, and I would wring his neck.
1: In the great outdoors? Yeah, I'd go outside. Because he's not outdoorsy? How can you think that? If you go canoeing... Out on the Saint Croix River doesn't matter whether you're Asian, Black, White. I or... saw
0: a Black guy once in a boat. No, you didn't. I did. You did. That's because
1: they're that's in the outdoors. I did. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You know what I thought? What? You don't belong. Get here.
1: out of here! It says the whites only. Really? Why would they print that? Was that the student it's newspaper? The, it's
0: the failed academy.
1: Yeah. It, the so somebody to...
0: is destroyed. It's destroyed.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Ah, no, 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 no. This is real or satire. You're playing real or no, satire not, with I'm me, not, aren't you? I'm not.
0: I'm not. This is from uh, College Reform, uh, which is a great site that looks at this stuff. It's from Whoa. the blaze. I don't know where it's from. No, I don't <clears> doubt this for a moment. I'm going to have to rethink. I'm going to look when I go home today. Mm-hmm. I want to see if I see any black people.
1: Like when you pass by a park or... Outside. What if they're
0: uh, outside?
1: They just stay inside.
0: The University of Minnesota Morris has threatened a student radio show with cancellation after one of the hosts used the word tranny on air. Jeez. With campus officials offering several shifting reasons for pulling the show from the airwaves. The College Fix has obtained exclusive video of the moment when the students were pulled from the air during the middle of their show. Deplorable Radio is a weekly show on KUMN hosted by students Brandon Albrecht and Taylor Lehman. Albrecht told the College Fix in an email that the programming is a mix of politics, music, and some random musings about current events locally and around the world. The duo was notified of the cancellation two weeks ago after Albrecht used a controversial word on air to refer to transgender individuals. During a discussion about the university's lack of Antifa violence, Albrecht said the campus was too small for a potential violent activist to hide his identity. You know, you can definitely, you see one tranny that's trying to punch someone, Albrecht told the fix he said on air. You know it's automatically that one guy that you know I'm talking about. I bet you know. I'm not going to... Uh, dox anybody, I don't know what that means, D-O-X, and name them on air. But you two know if I say the tranny who looks like he's going to punch someone. Yep. About 15 minutes later, Albrecht said the student station manager came into the studio with a UMMPD police officer and told us to leave. She said we had violated FCC law by saying a word that was never allowed on air, tranny. (laughs) She's a liar. You said tranny on the air, meaning transmission. Right. When you're talking about Newgate. Right, but you better never no, use that word again. There is no, of, of course, there is no, of, of course, right, not. She's a liar. So we packed up and left the studio. Uh, hey guys, I'm going to have to have you leave. You said a couple of words that break FCC violations, She said, according to the video, which appears to be lightly edited for time. And so for today, I'm going to have you stop your show. Specifically, tranny. That is a hate slur. It is not allowed on radio.
1: What's what not a, It's of? not a hate. What it's not, not a hate? It? If somebody is a tranny, that's not even a derogatory. <laughs> They asked her, "Did you have to call the police?" She said, "Yes,
0: it's a violation. You are breaking the law. I have to enter a report. Run. That is a specific hate speech word never allowed on radio. In the same way that you can never say, and then a word I
1: can't say. Right. Let's radio. not do. It. Let's yeah. not say those seven. Right.
0: A week after the suspension, Albrecht said the university radio station summoned him and Layman for an executive board meeting, along with its faculty advisor. According to Albrecht, they told the radio host they were permanently
1: suspended from the radio by
0: executive decision.
1: Docs, by the way, DOX, search for and publish private or identifying information about a particular individual on the Internet, typically with malicious intent.
0: Uh, Board members said they had received complaints about our show and threats to file a report to the FCC, which could end up costing the station thousands of dollars. Albrecht told the fix that the board... Openly admitted that the host had not, in fact, broken FCC rules by saying the word tranny. The board, however, claimed that they had received complaints the week before that said Albrecht and Lehman sounded like they were under the influence. So they they could be making that up. Uh, The board asked us to voluntarily resign, Albrecht said, or else they would bring it to a vote for the entire club to kick us out. (sighs) According to the First Amendment and media lawyer Bob Cornrevere, the board's assertions regarding federal communication laws are false. The officials are wrong. Neither saying the word tranny nor broadcasting while under the influence is a violation of FCC rules. We don't know anything about this broadcasting under the influence. That seems something very foul for the college to plant if, in fact, these two were not under the influence. Right. They're just trying to cover their bottoms. Uh-huh. Mm. that's frightening that is really really frightening that's power that's frightening Mm. uh, yeah Yeah, no doubt yeah Yeah, i know that no
2: i was i was
0: asking asking, is that gwen stefani i've never heard this song on the show before that's when she could write a song oh that's before they went uh Shopping mall hip hop or uh, whatever the hell is. Well, now Blake Shelton on. Mm-hmm. Sexiest man alive. You know, uh, the Pope uh, has found me disreputable, as you know. Yes. Because uh, I don't buy his Marxist BS about stripping the world of achievement wherever it exists so we can all be like Venezuela and eat dogs if we can find one. Hush, il papa. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, what? Climate change was the greatest threat to mankind? Yeah. I found one for him that he better worry about. A legitimate And I hope threat? he alerts his Swiss guard. Okay. ISIS threatens Christmas blood and names the target. <sighs> Whoa. Islamic terror group ISIS is hinting at a Christmas blood. How do you say that? Well, you'd have to say, like, blood. 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 Attack and has identified the target, the center of Catholic worship, the Vatican. Gosh. The when? poster is being circulated among ISIS supporters that shows a man driving in a car with a gun and a backpack towards the Vatican. In English lettering, it reads "Christmas blood" and "and so wait" on the second line. W a i t. The Christmas season has been a time for Islamist terrorists to strike. In the past, the underwear bomber attempted to blow up a plane around Christmas time in two thousand nine. Fortunately, he was a complete idiot. The heinous terror attack in San Bernardino, California, began at a Christmas party when Syed Farouk and his extremely attractive wife, Tashfeen Malik, killed 14 of their co-workers in 2015. Terror experts have warned that the inroads made against the so-called Islamic State Caliphate in Iraq could mean increased terror attacks around the world as the group spreads its attention towards isolated attacks instead of controlling land. Well Pope even though you have uh, dismissed me not necessarily from the flock but you've dismissed me I'm rooting for you uh to uh, not be attacked and I hope uh I hope the Swiss guard is on double secret alert and you lock down that place over Christmas so I hate, over. To be, I'd hate to be I hate to be what you ever watch the uh Sir. midnight mass on Christmas yes. Eve from yes. Rome Yes I have I, I really like that
1: uh Makes me feel like I don't have to uh, yeah, go you, to.
0: Yeah, you still got to go, but I'm thinking. I hope I don't watch that and see something dreadful uh, with these these devils from the sixth century who want to rear their ugly heads.
1: I got an urchin over there right now in Rome. Uh, he went to Madrid and Rome is on the uh, or Italy's on the docket. I don't. I'm sure they're going to swing through Rome. What? What are you a professional travel family? No. What the hell's going on? No, no, we just we have a means where we can do that. Oh, you know what? Here's your means. <laughs> Here's your means right, right here. Are you sleep deprived? Uh, no, not today. Uh-huh. Uh Maybe by Wednesday, but uh, frequent flyer miles. <laughs> you know what you are? I, I love you, Joe. No,
0: you don't. I do. I no, do you, love don't. You. you don't. You don't. Did you read about the kid that hopped on the train down on Plato Boulevard and got his foot cut off?
1: That's uh from That's some bad. Parenting. From day one, you've always I've always had a healthy respect for don't go by the trains. Well,
0: this kid was five or six years old.
1: I, but that's what I'm saying. Even from, from the time you're two, don't go by the trains. It's
0: ten 10 15 at night.
1: Well, that's the part that's really bad. Uh
0: Sunday. And uh He tried to jump on a slow-moving train on the tracks that cross Plato Boulevard near Starkey Street. Uh, According to uh, police commander Jeremy Ellison, he started getting dragged and his foot got caught. Ellison said the boy's foot was cut off during the incident, but he will survive. He was taken to Regents Hospital. The boy was with several other children, but no adults. What in God's name is that? That is. Here, I have another question. Okay. Let's say he successfully got on the train. He's six years old. i thought about that. Where was he going? Where is he, gonna,
1: how does he, he didn't know where he would right. go. How does he know that that train's not going to speed up and head and, down to Winona? No. How does he know it's not going to speed up and not stop until it gets to Denver? Maybe it was on its way to L.A. Well, then that just shows you, though, how it wasn't very well thought out. Did I read in another account
0: that it was a bunch of kids at a sleepover, and they all snuck out of the house and thought this would be...
1: Great, mischief. <sighs> Especially in a sleepover, you need to keep tabs. This is ridiculous. But that's awful young, though. That's awful young to to get out. Ten fifteen at night for that age, they might still be up squirreling around, but not have any. That's high school stuff. Oh, you
0: got yeah, That's Katie barred the door. Right. You don't. Uh, Hang on over you <sighs> don't let them out. We have to settle a great controversy when we come back after John's height news. I got a request from an emailer to. Uh, Okay, Clem. <laughs>
1: I <think> you just, <laughs> did you I just say? Clem that? What did I say? John's height. Uh, I said we're gonna have to uh, be informed for after John's height news. John's height news. Yes.
0: <laughs> did I go Clem? Yeah, you went did. Clem. You, you went sure Clem Haskins
1: did. on him. Oh, after John's height news, which yes. all can be heard in Columbia Height Circle Pine,
2: Shoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and wouldn't that be John's height new? John's
0: height new. Uh-huh. Yes. All right, we'll be back shortly.
1: Here's
3: John Knight. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 45 degrees. This update brought to you by Brateloni's Ace Hardware Garden Store. Proud sponsor of the beer show, yeah. Chris Reavers. Uh, well, normally Thursday night's crisp, but this week it's not Thursday. It?
2: Special edition Tuesday night, John, because of Thanksgiving week. Is that so What happy? about
0: Wednesday night?
2: Well, we have the great outdoors on Wednesday night. Oh, I see.
1: Is that so. happy hour show still on? Nope.
2: Nope
3: beer show huh? had its Tomorrow. own uh, camera though yeah so, it did. thanks to mike there for sponsoring this <laughs> update vikings will play thursday against the lions with a two-game lead over detroit in the nfc north after the win over the Rams sunday the vikings are eight and two the lions in second place in the north at six and four uh by the way speaking of the beer show uh john
2: go ahead and on the air was i right about the abrasive ale you from summit brewing extremely <laughs> correct
3: yes it's a very tasty very expensive but very tasty beer yes. Pistons beat the Timberwolves 100-97 last night. Wolves 10-6 now on the season. Right back at it tonight on the road to play Charlotte. By the way, Carl Anthony Towns has been named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Third time he's won the award in his career. During the week, he averaged 20.3 points and 12.3 rebounds a game. The Timberwolves were 3-1. and during the week, Jordan Murphy, 23 points and 11 rebounds. The Gophers cruised past Western Carolina yesterday, 92 to 64. Next up, Gophers are at home against Alabama AM tomorrow night. And Gophers, by the way, in the new national rankings, stay at number 14.
2: They'll have a big uh, game a week from Wednesday in the ACC Big Ten Challenge against Miami, Miami. at the barn.
1: Is this. Uh, team that legitimate?
2: Yes. Or are we going to have a big left? No, this is a legitimate Sweet 16 contending basketball team. They how, are that good. How did this happen so fast? Well, they were a tournament team last year.
0: Anybody see the Timberwolves last
2: night? I did not.
0: No. There was, a, at the very end, Jimmy uh, Butler had a chance to either tie it or go ahead. But the, some, somehow Detroit messed with him on the free throw, and you could see him turning, and he had a look of... Puzzlement is to what and I don't know what it was.
3: I the don't know the it was. fellow with Detroit, it looked like I did see a, a picture. It looked like he was pretending to align some of his fellows for the rebound, mm-hmm. but basically he got right in Butler's face and, mm. and kind of distracted him while he was. Oh, gonna that's
1: trickery! That's yeah. chicanery! Yeah. No, yeah. call him yeah. technical foul. Get out of here! I don't.
3: I don't think that's <laughs> the hell. Foul. We need to it's, awaken
1: the giant.
3: Not, yeah. a, not a technical foul. I think you right, should right. do a game. I'd That'd Love to rough. That's, oh, now you're going to wreck yeah, hey, you, hey, you wow. know what you did?
1: You traveled. Shut your mouth, and you got to dribble they when all, you— I don't even believe in traveling anymore. They all take they six, all tra- yeah. steps.
3: Not a lot of guys double dribble. That's a call you really don't often see. Yeah. News notes from today. As part of a, hum- a homicide investigation, authorities are working to identify a body found in South Minneapolis yesterday morning man called police after his dog led him to the remains just north of Highway 62 and Cedar Avenue South, about 40 yards from a trail in a wooded area. Authorities say it looked like the body, which was found partially buried, had been intentionally covered by another person. Police said they have not yet been able to identify the body, including gender. Authorities, including members of the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension, worked through the evening processing evidence. Police said they were grateful the man who discovered the body called 911 and that the dog, a German Shepherd lab mix, sniffed out the remains. Sergeant Catherine Michael said we're very grateful the dog's nose alerted him to that. His order went into the woods and discovered the body and then obviously called us. Uh, police are looking for more information. They're asking anyone, uh, anyone who might have information to text a tip to tip411 or to call the Minneapolis Police Department. Investigators have filed a new criminal sexual conduct charge against a St. Paul library teacher after discovering the man allegedly filmed encounters with young girls where he performed sex acts while being fixated on their feet. The new charges against 31-year-old Nicholas Charles Barghini, second-degree <sighs> criminal sexual conduct involving a victim under the age of 13. It's a school library? Uh, it's uh, St. Paul, the St. Paul library, uh, hmm. uh, you know, system. Mm -hmm. Uh, Barghini charged on July 31st with two counts of criminal sexual conduct earlier. Investigators recovered Barghini's hard drive, allegedly found several self-made videos touching the feet of a child with his hands and putting his hands on his private parts. When he was arrested, police say they found a piece of paper in his wallet listing how he wanted to start a cult and listed his sex goals. The list was titled What I Want, according to the charging documents. Sex goals.
0: Hey, you got to have goals, man. Right. Jeez.
3: President Trump took to Twitter to criticize Oakland Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch early this morning. Oh no, stop! After
2: no stop.
3: <laughs> well, Lynch is a complete.
2: Idiot. I
0: agree, but he didn't stand for the American anthem, but he stood
2: for the, the Mexican. Mexican. I know, no. and I get it, and I, I. But he just needs to stay out of this. Well, he
3: can't. After pictures uh, surfaced showing Lynch standing during the Mexican national anthem and sitting during the U.S. national anthem in that game in Mexico City yesterday, Trump called for Lynch's suspension. Marshawn Lynch of the NFL's Oakland Raiders stands for the Mexican anthem and sits down to booze for a national anthem. Great disrespect. Next time, NFL should suspend him for the remainder of the season. Attendance and ratings way down. That's what the president tweeted on a press call about extending NFL games in Mexico through 2021. NFL Communications Vice Presidents Joe Lockhart and Mike Signora were asked about the tweet. They were asked any response to Trump's tweet, and Lockhart just answered simply no. Despite a decline in ratings this season, Lockhart called the Mexico games overwhelming successes for us on every metric for which we measure. Uh, by the way, Linda Del Rio, wife of Oakland Raider head coach Jack Del Rio, responded to the Trumps uh, to the president's criticism, saying she regrets now voting for him. She tweeted, President Trump, I voted for you, which I now regret. Football's a powerful platform. Here's the charitable work we did in Mexico City. Hashtag NFL proud. Authorities are scouring West Texas today for those behind an apparent attack that killed one U.S. border agent and injured another. U.S. Customs and Border Protection issued a statement yesterday saying it was or that was thin on details, excuse me, about what happened, saying the two agents were responding to activity while on a patrol near Interstate 10 in the area of Van Horn, which is about 30 miles from the border with Mexico and about 110 miles southeast of El Paso. CBP spokesperson Douglas Mosier said 36-year-old agent Rogelio Martinez and his partner were transported to a hospital where Martinez died. His partner, whose name hasn't been released, is in serious condition. Martinez went to Irvin High School in El Paso, Texas. One of his high school friends told the station he graduated in 1999. Friends said Martinez was a brother and a father. The president said the second officer was brutally beaten and badly, badly hurt. But he looks like... He will make it.
0: Can any of you uh, name the four Division I schools that are also the name of a color? As in, like, the the mascot? No, the, the name of the school is a, is a Duke? color. That's not a color. Blue Devils? That's not a color. The name of the school uh, is a color. There
3: the are four name of the them. school. There
2: are four of them. Crimson? No, no that's Brown? the nickname. That's the nickname.
1: Brown is one. There you go. Oh, yeah.
3: no. Very good.
1: Red. Yellow. Navy, Auburn, and Sienna. <laughs> or not I got Sienna. I yeah. maybe. Navy. I didn't get
3: Sienna either. No. What color know. is Sienna? What I is think that? it's kind it's of reddish. Red. Yeah. Yeah. Red. Okay. Uh, Volvo will provide Uber with thousands of self driving vehicles between 2019 nope. and 2021. Nope. 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 Volvo making that announcement today. The two companies have worked together to develop the XC90 crossovers that will join Uber's fleet. Uber will add its own self-driving technologies to the vehicles that will have already been set up to accommodate such features.
2: We, um, I'm sorry, John, I don't mean to interrupt, but on this subject, it was discussed amongst myself and some younger friends, we'll say, uh, over this past weekend. Every single one of them wants this. It's, It's entirely because of the texting epidemic. Ugh. They none of them want right. to be bothered. I'll by never ha- have one. Well, I, I, I'm I'm with you. I like driving, but Me too. they all want to be able to be hands off when they're well. When they're, then they're more. Off. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I, but I'm just saying that this is who they're
3: trying to design towards is the is the next generation. Wow. Uh, the deal will involve as many as 24,000 self-driving vehicles. If Volvo ends up supplying all of those to Uber, it would be the largest sale in the autonomous vehicle industry. Back in August of 2016, Volvo and Uber agreed to work together on self-driving cars. As part of the 300 million dollar deal, the companies tested autonomous technologies on Volvo vehicles.
2: Speaking of not driving, um, a, a thing I will post to the Garage Logic page at 1500ESPN.com. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they imploded the Georgia Dome oh, yeah. this morning down in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. And the weather channel uh, what was
0: it about twenty years old?
2: Yeah, that was built in the mid nineties. Uh but rook, this is right up your alley. You so got? the weather channel had a camera set up and they were going live to it at you know eight o'clock or right. whatever it was. And just as it starts to detonate, a city bus pulls right in front of the camera bro. <laughs> so they don't
3: get oh. any of the footage. <laughs> All you can see tiny. is a little smoke <laughs> <tiny> <laughs> up behind the bus.
2: Like Rick, get one, one job. Oh. Stop
1: the bus. Oh. So
3: I will. Uh, I'll be posting yes. this to the GL page. Perfect timing. <laughs> And Forbes' list of uh, the uh, highest paid women in music for 2017 is out, and Beyonce is at number one because of her hit album, Lemonade. She earned $105 million from record sales and her concert tour. She also has a fashion line. Adele, whose 25 album broke first week U.S. sales record and completed her first major tour. Second place, she made $69 million. And Taylor Swift, who topped last year's list, raked in $44 million, this time around uh, to take third. On that list. All right, Dave Dahl is coming up.
0: Joe
4: Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're about to get hit by a strong cold front. It's still quite a ways up to our north, so temperature's not too bad through this evening. I think we're going to see that temperature drop toward morning. Uh, cloudy, windy, and then turning colder after midnight. 25 for the overnight low. West winds at 10 to 20 are going to make it feel like it's in the teens by tomorrow morning. Partly sunny, windy, and cold. The high of only 28. Wind chills of 10 to 15 throughout most of the day. Northwest winds 15 to 25, gusting to 30. Uh, very blustery day for tomorrow. Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, light snow or flurries are a possibility as a warm front moves in. 32 for the high then for Thanksgiving Day, up to 40. Partly sunny skies, and Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, a chance of showers. 50 for the high then, but the big temperature drop comes back at us Saturday. Saturday's high only 28, and then we slowly climb as we get into early next week. We're back to 40 by Monday. Of next week. But uh, no big storms in sight for anybody around the upper Midwest. I don't think there's going to be a major problem for travel. The only mention of light snow or flurries is on Wednesday. And uh, that doesn't look like much as that warm front moves in. Uh, even if some snow does fall, it doesn't look like it's going to last very long with the 40 again then on Thanksgiving Day. 45 right now, Joe. And I have the records for the day. Uh, November 20. 63 on this date. 63 in 1925. 1925. Three below zero below. 1921. 1921.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Joe. All right, I have a challenge here. I have a challenge. All right, you have a challenge. <sighs> what do you got? Emailer Brian wrote, Joe, I'm a 40-year-old mailman, husband, father of three, and I wear hats indoors. Ooh. Ooh. I've heard you give moron number two flack for years about wearing hats indoors and can't for the life of me understand why. So please enlighten us. How did such a trivial thing become taboo? Uh, I would stop right there. I don't consider it trivial. Uh, Why is it a big deal? And I won't accept tradition as an answer. Well, let me stop right there. Tradition is exactly what we're losing in all aspects of American culture. Uh, Unless, of course, you still hold fast to all of the old conventions, such as standing every time a woman enters the room or excuses herself from the table or maybe pushing in your wife's chair at a dinner or draping your coat over a puddle so she doesn't get her feet wet. Yet if you eschew some manners, why do you hold to this one? And yet, even in most rules pertaining to etiquette and manners, I can see the reason why it comes down to just being a polite, decent human being. But I can't see how wearing a hat affects anyone. So I challenge you, help us understand. I'm willing to be swayed, but I need some garage logical reasons, loyal listener Brian.
1: Hmm. All right. But Before you even start there. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Why why do... Or did, or has it even really happened, do guys put their trench coat over the, the puddle? You're, you're going to get your coat all wet. I, I, that re- doesn't really happen, right? I don't think so. Okay. No. Well, first of all, uh,
0: to prepare myself uh, to sway Brian, mm-hmm. and I didn't know this. Do you know that uh, this is a tradition, out of respect, that goes back to the days of knights? I did not know K N I G H T S. Okay, what that when they entered the castle or wherever they entered, they were required to to get rid of that face
1: armor mask,
0: so that they could be they could be known to be either a friendly or a foe. Got it. And then and that's where it stems that it goes that far back. Uh, My simple answer would be that it fulfills the unwritten social contract of being party to a polite society. That would be my, that's the only thing I can come up with. It fulfills the unwritten social contract to be party to a light society, uh, to a polite society. Okay. Uh, in more often than not, you will be in the minority wearing a hat In a restaurant, for example. Yes. By taking it off, you are indicating that you are willing to be fulfilling of your unwritten social contract to be part of the polite society around you who have also taken off their caps. Okay. uh, uh, I have no uh, extreme pearls of wisdom as to why uh, wearing a hat—would you—Brian, would you wear a hat in church yeah, he would not. That's he, indoors. He really would not wear a hat. I'm I'm sure I'd lose the argument. You know, at a Vikings game, that's indoors. I'm sure uh, I'd lose. Yeah, I'm and sure that's I'd, half
1: the crowd has got caps on. Yeah,
0: I'm sure I'd lose the argument at any indoor sporting event, and 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 I don't intend to uh, claim <clears> that you shouldn't wear a hat at an indoor sporting event. I don't care one way or the other. Where is okay to wear? Where is it okay to wear a hat indoors? I guess at an indoor sporting event, but in my estimation, else. In, in my estimation, it's never okay to wear a hat indoors. Right. Well, what, what would your dad do? What would your dad do way back when? If he saw anybody in a restaurant with a hat on, he just keep driving till he found one where nobody was wearing a hat. <laughs> I think he went hungry a lot. Peculiar quirk from the uh, mm-hmm. the old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So maybe I come by it genetically. But I'm a big believer that what it does, it sends a signal that you are willing to be part of the polite company you're surrounding yourself with. Mm -hmm. And by wearing the hat, you're sending the signal that you have no interest in acquiescing to being any part of the polite company. You are, you are, uh, uh, it's rude. And if you look at it that way, it's rude because you won't fulfill the social contract, however unwritten it is.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: That's, I can't. I wish I could get beyond that. I I don't know where else to go. Uh, but we've lost so many conventions oh, yeah. and so many uh, traditions that that it seems to be uh, the small act of removing your hat indoors seems to uh, to help us to help the center hold. The center. It, it, it helps to keep to help the center hold a bit by taking you. You are you are. You're saying, pushing against the forces, so to speak. It's small. You are saying to your brothers and sisters, "I am with you. I am. I am part of I'm you. Helping I'm helping this. I'm join. I'm joining you in this setting."
1: Find okay. out from Clinker eighty-seven on one uh, if he wears his hat indoors, and he has a follow-up question for you,
0: Clink. Yeah, yeah, Joel. What's up? Is um, Navy the name of uh, the Naval Academy, or is it Annapolis? It's Navy. Yeah, the the you, four schools that are that are a color: Navy, Brown, Auburn, and Siena. Yeah, but Navy's not the name of the school. It's Annapolis. What's it called? Well, well, the Blue Devils are called the Blue Devils. No, 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 no. What what school is Navy called? It's not the University of Annapolis or Annapolis College. It's the Naval Academy. It's the Naval at, at Academy Annapolis. at Annapolis. At Annapolis. All right. Yeah. All right. Anything else I can help you with? <laughs> no, <laughs> Do you wear I your hat wear indoors. Head. I don't wear my hat indoors. I have a full head of hair. That a boy. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Bye. Don't we all call it navy? It's navy. Yeah. Yeah. It's navy. Mm-hmm. That's splitting here. Come on, Clink. Well, uh, Brian, I doubt if I converted Brian. Uh,
1: well, it's a it's a, it's a personal choice, but it shouldn't be. It it should be. I I agree with a, you. A, I take my hat off in restaurants. It
0: should be a paragraph in the unwritten social contract. And and I to me personally, you're just a Bush League rube if you're in a restaurant and you're wearing a hat. Hmm. Now, telling Brian he's a Bush League rube is not going to convert him.
1: No, I don't think you're being mean. It's no, kind of a, no, hey, no. Hey, what I'm
0: on, saying is, tiger. what I'm saying, the closest I can come up with is <clears throat> you are suggesting you have no intention of, of fulfilling any traditional obligation to be part of for an hour or two. There's
1: emails coming in, so when you wrap up this hour, we'll yeah. figure it out. Tell me just
0: what you no, I don't sit by the fireplace and admonish Santa when he comes yes. down the chimney for wearing his hat. Oh, man, okay. who is splitting okay. hairs here, okay. huh? Patrick's at his winter estate. I think Corzo's filling in. Oh, excellent. So Pat will not be weighing in on Case Keenum and uh, the rest of the lads who played a wonderful game against the Rams yesterday.
1: Well, you can also tap Corzo's brain on the the
0: Timberwolves. And are now being touted as a Super Bowl contender. Mm. And if they do, they'd be be the away team. 1,500 ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 45.